If you enjoy Our Sinclair and want to support the show, please visit our page at patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Chase HQ. Aaron, when was the last time you were chased by the police? Every... Listen, in my in my line of work, you run towards the police because things behind you are going horribly wrong. Have you ever been Have you ever been um, in a situation where you saw the lights light up behind you and you were like, "Oh my gosh, what did I do? What did I do?" But it turns out they're just there after somebody else. Oh and they yeah, and you get by. that sinking feeling. Mm-hmm. The last time the lights came up behind me and they were coming to get me, I thought they did get me. They they pulled me over. First thing I did is like pull out the old cop ID. Oh yeah, I thought maybe I can get a little sway. Mm. It worked. I, I mean, I didn't get a ticket. You're one of the Brotherhood now. No. I think they considered me pond scum level. No. You know, but yeah. No. Did you say, hello, fellow boy in blue? No, I didn't say that. No. Also, I'm from another state. so that It also, gets weird with the different state it departments. Does. It gets weird. I don't, know if they, I don't know if they're buddies or not. Yeah. I always wonder about that. Um, you know, Aaron, last week I asked our Spectrum community our lovely listeners, what their favorite games game was. Um, And we got tons of responses. Uh, We got lots of votes for uh, winter games. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody voted for Combat School. Uh, That's that's one of my favorites. One of your marks. I had to stick that in there, yeah. Um, and uh, Daily Thompson Super Test, which we're going to have to play this game. Yeah, this is, he's got a couple games. This was one of the games that that, sh- that uh, came out with the, the 128. I think it might have even been a pack-in or sold in a bundle or something. And uh, once again, a Reddit user, they took her jobs. <laughs> he says that um, he was looking at the Spectrum World page. He wrote this big, long review about why uh, Daily Thompson Super Test is great. So if you're not on the uh, Spectrum uh, Reddit page, go and check that out. Um, but is, that, is that the game we tried? Was that Super Test that we tried? Oh, I know that we have a, we have a physical copy of it. Yeah. I don't know if we, we played tried it together or not. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he says that apparently they had a really difficult time developing the game, and so they used a load of modified Hypersports code. Isn't that crazy? That is wacky. Yeah. yeah I, 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 hey, that's good insight. I didn't yeah. Know that. Yeah. So thank you. They took our jobs. I'd like some background on your name. Uh, they took our jobs. It comes from a South Park episode. How do you spell Ur? You are. Oh, well, there you go. I think that's one of the planets in Star Wars, too. Ur? Yeah. <laughs> so, Aaron, it's time to talk about Chase HQ. All right. So, you know. Little known fact, I have had many arcade machines in my life. I'm not, I've not owned the Chase HQ, but I've, I know of it. I've played it. So before we get into the Spectrum game itself proper, have you played this in the arcade? Never. Have you seen it in the arcade? I've only seen pictures of it. Because uh, this is famous for having the two big sirens on the sides of the cab, right? Physical, real siren. I get this confused with the pinball machine that does the same thing. Was it, what high is speed? Yeah, high speed. Well, it's clearly different. But I knew a guy that actually, there was a Chase HQ within five miles of this very spot for many years. My buddy owned one. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the arcade, this uh, was developed and published by Tato. Good old Tato. They're, they were at it again. Uh, and this came out way back in 88, you know. Uh, so a pretty, a pretty long uh, ago. Now, the interesting thing about this game, you wouldn't believe how many um, 
how many sequels and stuff this thing. Did you know this thing got a bunch of sequels in the arcade? I never knew that. So get this. Okay. And it, it itself was sort of a, a kind of a sequel. Uh, it's a spiritual successor to a game that Tato put out called Full Throttle, not to be confused with the LucasArts game, which that was a good game. Um, after this came out, they released uh, Special Criminal Investigation, which I have seen one of those, uh, Super Chase, Criminal Termination. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no question on what you're doing with the bad guys in that one. That was at 92. Chase HQ2, that came out in 2007. Wow. How about that? And then there were two spinoffs released, Crime City in 89 and Quiz HQ <laughs> in 90. Quiz HQ. We need to do a special episode of all the Chase HQ spinoffs. <laughs> I, I can only hope it's as much fun as Quiz and Dragons. That's the goofiest thing mm. I've ever heard. So uh, this is a, uh, in the arcade and on the spectrum, this is a single player upright uh, set down cabinet in the arcade. You've got both. I've seen both. You've got an upright, and there's also a set down. Um, basically, you're in a cop car, and thank God it's not like this in real life, because I was thinking about how bad this would be, but uh, you get a call in from uh, headquarters and the arcade version. I'll get into the Spectre version in a minute, but you get a call from headquarters, you get behind the wheel, you gun it, and your goal is to catch up to and then destroy the car of a suspect, all right? Um, that's the game. Now, uh, this game in the arcade was real popular. Clearly, it got a lot of sequels. And the funny thing about it is, uh, people liked the fact that you did something with your car. Right. That was sort of the thing at the time. <laughs> As opposed to just racing, mm -hmm. you tried to... You, you turn your car into a weapon. Yeah. Basically. And really, all this stuff pretty much comes right over to, to the Spectrum version. They did... And really, the home versions didn't—they didn't go too far from their source material on this. So, the Spectrum version came out in '89, and it was published by Ocean. Now, it was—I looked these guys up that worked on this and tried to ascertain what their job was. Okay, so uh, the first fellow that worked on this name was John O'Brien. He was the programmer, and he worked on a couple other games: Dark Fusion and North Star. Mm. Again, we don't know what these games are. Now, Bill Harbison, he w I think he did uh, the art and like the pictures and stuff. Like, you know, the the little there, and there are some great pictures. Yeah, like the the, the 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 uh, the portraits of the people That's in the game right. and things like that. Um, this guy worked on four in, on a lot of stuff. He or on a few things. He worked on Daily Thompson's Olympic Challenge. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite games that I haven't tried on I'm anxious to try this on the spectrum Dragon Ninja oh. aka Bad dude. I can't wait for that I'm episode. Bad. Mm -hmm. I love that one. A Robocop and WEC Le Mans. All right. So he worked with those. Now, this guy, Jonathan Dunn, you know, I'm sure this guy's super famous and people are going to be like, listen, these stupid Americans don't know who he is because he worked on everything. He was a music guy, all right, in sound effects. He did Adam's Family. I'm not going to go through all of his, but he did an Adam's Family, Dark Man, New Zealand Story, Operation Wolf, Rambo 3. Renegade 3, uh, RoboCop, Target Renegade, T2, uh, Vindicator. He did a ton of games. So he, this guy was must have been a, a whiz. And I will say, uh, this is the first Spectrum game that we've played so far that had really good tunes, I thought. Mm -hmm. Did you think so, yeah, too? Yeah, absolutely. They go away, mm -hmm. but, I mean, it was, they were good. Yeah. Right? Um, now, this is a 128K game. Right. So it's using more than just the beeper. Right, but, I mean, it... 
they were fine. Yeah, I was. I was when it kicked up. I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this uh, original price for this thing when it came out was nine ninety nine pounds. Uh, the disc version, basically fifteen pounds, uh, and it eventually got released on budget as well. Uh, and they're actually on just on the spectrum. There were two of these: Chase HQ and Chase HQ two special criminal investigations. So I'm assuming they took the arcade SCI and brought it home. Mm-hmm. We didn't look at that, so I didn't have I didn't go into that much. So, as we mentioned, this game's got a simple premise: you're you're cops. And you are out to run bad guys off the road and destroy their car. So after this, and of course, we were both playing this simulated this week since the Spectrum's down. It comes up. Give us your first impressions. Well, you know, I was instantly impressed with how when I started playing the game, the feeling of playing the game was the same as playing the arcade machine. Of course... You know, it's a very uh, monochrome existence out there on the roadway. Um, The the way that this screen is drawn is that you have your horizon is one color, and then the road and the scenery and the other cars and your car are another color. Um, However, the trade-off is that this game plays extremely, extremely fast. Um, You know, there is no slowdown whatsoever. Um, All the elements of the game are there. You know, uh, the, the, the little prelude where you get the call from dispatch and whatever, the Iowa slashers on the loose, all that stuff is there. Um, the, uh, the, the sirens on top of the, on, on your left and right upper corners are there. They start going off when you get inside of the enemy. Proper color on, yeah. the, on, the, on the top screen. It's, uh, it's really, you know, an amazing achievement. Um, the, uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't think that any Spectrum game could produce an, uh, an arcade port that was this accurate, given the limitations of the system. I, uh, it's, it's, it's funny. Before we even conceived of doing this show, you conceived of it, I had heard a lot about this game. And so I, lo- I saw that there was an Amiga version, and I loaded it up. So I have something to compare this to. Uh, in terms of, uh, and I also looked at the uh, Versus video that got put up this week, which we'll mention that a little bit later. Um, and I played the Amiga version before I played this one. And I will say, and I don't want to offend any of our Amiga people out there, but I, I thought it was garbage. Hot garbage. It's not good. I've played the uh, Amiga version. I hated it. Mm-hmm. I thought it ran like, it didn't look that good, and it didn't run that good. And so, when when this got picked, I had heard the Spectrum version was really good, but I had just played the Amiga version, as you can imagine what my thoughts were going in. So the uh, um, the game comes up, and I, I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, let's see how this thing goes. And it, I have to say, not only does it, of course, it blows away, uh, it blows away visually uh, what the Amiga had. It, I mean, this blows away uh, Amiga Outrun. It, I mean, it looks the the feeling of the feeling of speed. And the uh, and the graphics again, color aside, because and we know the limitations there, or we know of them. Uh, it's sharp, it looks good, and the and the roadways have rendered very nicely, and the, and the stuff going by. It's amazing that uh, something with 128k uh, and and given the limitations of the spectrum can generate graphics of this quality, mm-hmm. including and we should mention digitize the voice in there occasionally. And uh, 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 for the most part, having because I've played the arcade game a few times before, I gave this a shot too. Uh, they capture the spirit of the arcade very quite nicely, uh, even given some of the limitations. They still do a good job. Uh, 
Um, the uh, This game has five levels, and we'll talk about how far you got here in a minute. Uh, the levels that uh, the, are different characters that you're going to have to get, bad guys. So the first one is Ralph, as Boat mentioned, Ralph, <laughs> the Ohio, uh, the Idaho Slasher. It's just such a strange conflagration of uh, the, the Idaho Slasher. Yeah, now, the Maybe ar- he's got a potato peeler. The arcade, uh, the arcade uh, version of this uh, had him driving a white Lotus Esprit. Mm-hmm. They tell you what they're, lo- they're driving in this. Uh, the uh, second guy is Carlos, the New York armed robber. He's in a yellow Lamborghini in the arcade. Uh, the third guy, are, these are just Chicago pushers. Hey. No one likes a pushy guy from Chicago. No. They're, they're in the silver Porsche. Uh, the fourth outfit are the L.A. Kidnapper. Not good. In the blue Ferrari. My personal favorite, the Eastern Block Spy in the red Porsche. Makes sense. You know, hey. He's a red. You know what they call the Idaho slasher in Chase HQ? What? A Tato peeler. Oh, God. What? No. What? You made that up? That's your joke? That's Retro Man Cave right there in the chat right now. Boom! Retro Man Cave Cave. with the killer jokes. Oh, man. (laughs) Stick stick to your tech videos, pal. So, now, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. And, of course, it's got the stuff you would usually expect in a game like this. You've got your various control options. You got your Kensington. You've got your keyboard. You've got your defined keyboard. There was one other one there that I can't Some remember. other interface. Yes. Yeah. Uh, defined keyboard. Now, so the, I tried this various ways. The first thing I did, I was like, I'm going to try just using the keyboard. And so, I, of course, I'm using a, a, a PC keyboard. Uh, and I set my stuff up and I went. Uh, the controls in this, you've got a button that does a gear shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got turbo, you've got left and right, you know, and you accelerate. Um, did you, what were the control methods that you tried? So I started this? with the trusty uh, Epix uh, XJ500 stick, my go-to stick on the Spectrum. However, this is one of those games where you have to push up to, to accelerate. I knew you were at. <laughs> and there so, it is. And uh, so the, the stick didn't last long no. because I got real tired of doing that. So what I did was and, I... And if you let go of the stick for a second, you slow down. Right. It is, it is relentlessly oppressive about that. Yeah, Absolutely. So instead, what I did was I, I used the keyboard. I defined my keys accordingly, yeah. and uh, set a just a button to go to accelerate, and then a left and right button, and then the turbo button. So that worked out much much better. Yeah, I did the same. So when you st- on the first level of this game, uh, you start off. They give you Nancy gives you the mission. I should mention who you are. We we didn't get into this. So you've got you're basically two. There are two characters in the car. You are. Uh, police officer named Tony Gibson and you're a member of the Chase Special Investigation Department and your partner is Raymond Brody. Mm, all right? that's, a, that's a great partner name. And, and, and Nancy is the is the chick that's barking orders at you on this, right. and giving you the directions. So in the first level of this, uh, when you're going out to get the Idaho Slasher in his car, you have to, and every level is like this, you have to catch up to the guy first. Okay, So, and this, uh, sort of like an outrun this is a lot like OutRun in a lot of ways. You come to forks in the road, and you have to pick left or right. Mm-hmm. Now, on the first level, there's like an arrow that tells you which way to go. Now, one of the first things I did was go the wrong way. I went the wrong way, too. But eventually, you can still catch right. up, but it takes longer. And then you drive, and at the top of the screen, there's a little, there's a meter that tells you how close you are to the criminal. This thing's painful to watch because as you drive along, of course, you've got low and high gear. It's very, that part's a lot, you know, sort of like a, uh, an outrunner pole position. Pole position yeah. yeah. And um, 
every time you hit something, well, it's time to flip into low gear, mm -hmm. try to build up speed. Yeah. I read the optimum speed in low gear to high gear was 188. That's oh, okay. what I read, okay? Which is what I, that's what I tried to go by. I needed every cheat and every uh, connive I could think of to get through this. So, eventually you catch up to the, the bad guy. Now it's your job to ram this sucker until he explodes, all right? We should mention that you're on a timer, mm -hmm. and this timer is oppressive. Uh, you get a certain amount of credits to continue in this game, and and if you run out, if you don't get to the guy by the time your credits run out, it's game's game over. over. So, and I want you to be brutally honest here when I ask you, because this is an important question. Did you ever, without cheating, get blow up the first guy? No. Okay. The first guy is driven what I believe is some sort of Abrams tank. <laughs> I beat the tar Me out too. of this guy. Me too. I was so excited when I got to him because I was like, all right, this is the first boss going to be a piece of cake. And you're sitting there ramming him, ramming him. And and, and, and I, I'm guessing here, but so this happened to me every time. I drove up to where the guy was and I ran out of time. When you run out of time and you have to continue, well, here's what happens. Your car slows down to basically zero and, and you have to wait for the sign to come up that says, well, do you want to continue? Well, while that's happening... The bad guy's hauling butt down the road. And so what's that mean? Well, once you continue the game, you've got to start again. That means building back up the speed. Then you have to catch the guy. Then you right. have to ram him. It's my belief that every time you continue, he must be, must be getting recharged back to full mm -hmm. health. Because I would beat the tar out of this guy. And I yeah. can say, and people can mock me, because I know people are better at this game than me. I did not beat, well, I could not defeat a single car. I tried and every you know, level. It's funny because... Usually the arcade versions of games are more difficult because they want you to just keep pumping quarters in. And I got so frustrated with this thing. I was like, screw it. I'm going to play the arcade version. I got to the first guy, beat the first guy. Way like, yeah, easier. Yeah. Way easier. So I found a cheat. Uh, if you watch the playthrough on this, by the way, they have the timer turned off, mm -hmm. which I didn't know. I don't know how you do that. I, could, I, didn't, I couldn't do it. So, But I did find the cheat that would give me unlimited continues. This is the most frustrating cheat of all time <laughs> because I must have continued a hundred times. I was like, I'm going to kill this guy if it, before he kills me. Mm -hmm. And I hit him and hit him and hit him and hit him. It's so frustrating to run out of time, start over, get back up to speed, catch him, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him, he doesn't die, and then you run out of time again. The timer in this thing, I, I would like to meet and salute the man who can beat this game without using it to continue, who can beat the first guy without using it to continue. He must be, just to get to him, I had mm -hmm. to use it to continue. The, uh, uh, the roads in this aren't super wide, and there are other cars on the road, and there also there's some pretty deep curves in this thing, so, and it is difficult to not hit stuff. Did you have that problem, just hitting just I, nondescript cars? I hit stuff constantly. Yeah. It's difficult. The roads aren't that big. Mm -hmm. And if, I mean... And you're moving real, real fast. You if know you that, compare this to like a Lotus on the Amiga, mm -hmm. right, which is the... I mean, it's a that's a comparison you can make. Oh, sure. In the way it turns, the way it looks. Yeah. Lotus is... Uh, the, I don't know if it's the controls. I don't know what it is. Or the way the, the cars the move. The streets are much less crowded. Or maybe the streets are wider. I don't know. But you definitely don't hit things as often. <laughs> uh, it's And it's uh, um, frustrating. So I found a cheat, another cheat that let me... Uh, if you go to where you define the keys and you type in a certain word, is it a keys, naughty word? No, I can't mm. remember what it's scorched. I think or something Amiga like that. Amiga sucks. No, God no. <laughs> but you type it in, and what it does is it gives you a, a special menu, 
and that menu will let you have unlimited continues or it'll also let you skip through the levels. So I did get to skip through the levels uh, so I could see the other levels. Now on the second level, and I think every other level, a helicopter comes in mm -hmm. and the helicopter will tell you which way to go. Mm -hmm. That's pretty I cool. I remember that from the arcade And game. it looks good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks real good. And it doesn't slow things down like you'd think it would. And so the helicopter will tell you which way to go and, and, and you follow it. But I mean, it's the exact same thing. Different type of car you're getting. But I mean, and the cars, when you get to a car, and you tell me if this is your experience, when you finally get to the computer car, hitting that car is no easy task, is it? No. It's the only car in the game that I couldn't ram right, into repeatedly. Right. What did you think about the when you the meat of the game? You know, there, this game is a technical achievement. It's a technical masterpiece. Mm -hmm. The person that programmed this game, who is the person that programmed this game? Uh, at John O'Brien, as far as I could tell. Genius. Yeah. Genius. Um, it's just too hard. It was too hard for me. You know, I, I, I wasn't able to enjoy it as much as I wanted to because it was, it was just too, too much. It was too challenging. Um, and I think it was it was unfairly difficult. Um, I don't know what I would have you know I would have made the boss. I guess you know I could handle you know not being able to uh, avoid the cars very often. But man, you know the reason why this game was a hit. You know why why was this game so popular? Why did it spawn so many sequels? Well, there's like you said we talked about at the beginning of the show. There's there's a million and one racing games for in the arcades. There are very very few arcade games that reward you for ramming other cars. Uh, one game that does is Bump and Jump. Mm -hmm. It's also another fantastic game. Great game. Yeah. Um, this is another game. I think, it's, I think it's way better. The arcade version is way better than the arcade version of this, in my opinion. The, um, this, is a, this is a game that gives you that same feeling, but with a pole, uh, pole position, third person perspective, uh, which is very exciting. Plus the storyline, what you're doing in the game, how they flush it out with the characters, you yeah. know. Really cool, the fact that they put real cars in the game. Uh, you know, the bad guys always driving some kind of exotic sports car, and there's a part of all of us that love seeing expensive things smashed into smithereens. Yeah. Um, you know, this game is, is, a, is, a, is a really, really cool game. Um, it's just a shame that they made it a little bit too tough. I, I wonder, I, part of me wonders if they ever, because I looked to see if this fellow, John O'Brien, had done much else racing-wise. I, I don't know what Dark Fusion is or North Star, but I'm assuming they're not racing games. I, I, would, I can only hope that they use this engine for other stuff. And, and we'll find that, I guess, as we go through this. But the engine is rock solid, mm -hmm. rock solid. Even the controls, I'm not saying it doesn't control that well. It's okay. It's not the best. You know, here is something that I was I was pondering. Yeah. As I often do when I'm laying in bed at night trying to sleep, I was pondering why more games don't take the track that uh, that Rally Speedway on the Atari game uh, does, where acceleration is automatic. As soon as you go, you're going, and you use the button to brake. You know, if that if this game would have done that, boy, it would have been a whole lot more fun to play. Well, I, I like yourself. I tried the joystick, then I went back to the keyboard, mm -hmm. and it didn't help. I mean, it helped a little, I guess. My it just, hands it, were less tired. Yeah, it helped my hand fatigue. You know, but the, the bottom of the truth is, the game is incredibly difficult. As an added kick in the pantaloons, as you're continuously failing. Nancy is bad mouthing oh, yeah. you perpetually. You'll never reach him if you keep what's, on dawdling around. Yeah, what's what are you waiting on? Right. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. 
<laughs> Why did you send me out no respect. rush hour traffic? No respect. One of the first places you go, on the very first level, you go through like a road closed signs, and you're going mm -hmm. through like a desert. <laughs> and how, my thought was, how do all these other cars get out here? And why are, why are we going this way? It was crazy. But I, I, I echo a lot of what you said. What you've got here is the, are the bones of a tremendous game. For me, and I know from looking at other people's love for this game, uh, it's it's a little bit like we just covered links on the Amiga show. It's it's there. It's a beautiful game. The engine's great, uh, but the the actual gameplay just lets me down. It just it's it's too hard. Mm -hmm. It's too hard for me. It wasn't because of the joystick. It wasn't because of the keyboard. There's not enough real estate, and there's not enough uh, time. Even if they had the same real estate and just gave you more time. Or even if they did, let's say they didn't change anything, but they made the character's ability to die easier, you know, then it would have been more fun. It's so frustrating to just pound and pound and pound this car and it not go down. It just—it was one of the most frustrating games I've ever played because I liked every aspect of it. I liked the music. I went through the whole game. I tried every level, and really, what you get is it, it, the, the backgrounds alternate from yellow to white, mm. back and forth, and at and. Um, you know they had the helicopter. They uh, but basically it's it's the same thing over and over. You know, uh, and at the end there's an there's an ending to it. It's well drawn. It looks cool. You know, uh, they did so they didn't let you down in that department. It's got a great opening screen. The loading screen's cool. I did load this off the simulated tape thing, so I sat through the whole loading to see how long it would take. Uh, you know, I like it. I liked everything about it except for the actual parts that we complained about. I didn't like. Um, you got anything you want to add? Yeah, I guess you know. Is this is this your what is your favorite uh, racing game in this perspective? Oh boy! <laughs> you know, in, across the across board. the board. You know, I, I'm going to date myself, but a, a game I really liked that you don't hear about much anymore was Turbo. I thought it was a fun game. It's That's a, this perspective. Yeah, it's, I thought I mean, Turbo was. It's, uh, it's sort of like it's. The angle's a little bit different. Okay, but it's still behind the back. Yeah, that's right. Um, I also liked, you know, Lotus 2 was tremendous. Um, I really liked that. I, you know, I liked, I, I, I like a lot of games. Like, the Outrun, of course, you know. But what's your favorite? If you had to choose it's one. It's hard to pick one, Boat. I don't know. I'm don't making know. you make the what tough you, choices. What's your choice? No question. Outrun. Outrun's awful It's the good. perfect mix of beautiful graphics Rockin' tunes, branching pathways. I love it. I love everything about it. Outrun's very good. There's no. I mean, it, it's definitely up in the top couple. Um, I'm and, surprised you didn't mention Daytona. Daytona. Yeah, I'm not great at it, to be honest with you. Uh, again, and also a good game. Um, this. Uh, and of course, by uh, Outrun, I mean the Amiga port of Outrun. Oh God, favorite. no, <laughs> no. The less said about that, the better. So, you know. I looked at these reviews. I want to talk about these reviews uh, a little bit because I, I, I got a little insight into each one of these things. So the World of Spectrum uh, folks uh, gave this an 8.39. Very lofty score. Yes. And at a ton of votes. Um, so Crash Magazine of 89 gave this a 95. Your Sinclair gave this a 94. Right, CVG a 97. Do you see a trend here? I mean, they got massive love. 
it won it won awards. It was it was uh, the Sinclair version and the Amstrad version were widely regarded as the two best versions of all the home ports. Mm-hmm. So this was amongst the 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 be, you know the most popular ones. Uh, the Games Machine gave it ninety one, and Ace gave it an eighty seven. All huge scores. Um, I couldn't help but think that they knew something I didn't know. That's what it's what drives me nuts about this title. Well, here's the thing. Um, you know, this was a, a late release for the 128K, which was not getting a lot of quality releases. It suffered the same fate that the Commodore 128 got, where they put out this new machine that had better capabilities and nobody took advantage of it because nobody wanted to split the user base. Right. So I mm, think, you know, a yeah. lot of this, a lot of these high marks were just because this was such an impressive feat of coding that they looked, you know, they, they might have overlooked the, the difficulty just a bit. I wonder why the programmer didn't do much else. I mean, I, I don't know about these well, other two games. real-time follow-up. Uh, Darren Cole says that the same guy that did this game did the driving sections of Batman the movie on the Amiga, which okay. you recall has a, a driving section. Yeah, they're actually kind of similar to this, too. Now, yeah, he says it was developed from the WEC Le Mans Specky game they did before Chase HQ. Pretty cool. Yeah. Good tip there, dude. Um, now, was there a lower version of this as well? Yeah, so um, there was a 48K version. I couldn't figure out how to load it. Like my, you know, the the tape file that I had from the Toset collection was, it just said 48K to 128K, and I tried loading it with the 48K, but it's still in the emulator loaded up the 128K version, or maybe the 48K version was so good that I didn't know the difference, but I figured that that's not the case because they have the speech and everything like that and the music, so. Um, you know, one thing I thought we'd look at real quick was uh, Duncan Styles did a um, he did a comparison video here of the um, Chase HQ on the Spectrum, the Spectrum version versus the Amstrad version, and uh, as you can see, the Amstrad version um, has uh, it's obviously got more colors, um, but it doesn't the frame rate just isn't the same. You know, yeah. it's, it's noticeably more choppy than the Spectrum version. And I will say, I watched this video, and the Amstrad version looks still looks better than the Amiga version. I mean, it looks more playable. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but of the t- of the two, I mean, if you look at just straight up smoothness of play, this Spectrum version is clearly uh, smooth. Not to mention, the Spectrum can generate a real red for the uh, for the for the for the <laughs> siren up at the top <laughs> yeah, of the page. Yeah, that. yeah. So, thank you, Duncan, for for putting that together. Uh, we did get some Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server community reviews. Uh, if you are a Patreon supporter of this show, uh, you can put a review in uh, the Our Sinclair channel on our on our server. Um, Graham Vebke says, with my current limited knowledge of ZX titles, this arcade game has super smooth driving and a great feeling of speed using turbo while chasing down criminals. The game is difficult, which is similar to the arcade version for me, so this is a very faithful 8-bit conversion and possibly the best home port of this arcade game, even without Nancy's voice. Yes. Uh, Paul Bossman Harrington says, one of the best arcade conversions for the Spectrum, putting even the Amiga version to shame. Great music, sampled speech, smooth animation with lots of great details such as audio muffling when going through tunnels. That was one thing I forgot to mention. Yeah, the the sound design in this game is excellent. I will say, if you if you watch the video that, uh, that is up, 
It sounds. Be- I think it sounds better than the the answer version. And also the uh, you get the uh, the the uh, continual cough, you know, brr, brr, mm-hmm. the sound the oven didn't give you. Now it you may, you want to kill yourself after you hear that for about <laughs> twenty straight minutes. Right. But still, you do get to hear it. Uh, Pixels of Dawn uh, says uh, this is a unique driving game with a great title tune uh, on the 128K and a steep difficulty curve. Never before have criminals owned such indestructible vehicles. Okay, good. I'm glad someone else <laughs> mentioned that. A real sense of speed, but it's too hard to steer around other vehicles and so too hard for me yeah duncan styles the dunk he says <laughs> something about the way the cars move combined with a slightly off collision detection makes passing another vehicle without hitting it a small victory he's right fun and technically very impressive but flawed gameplay and a time limit that expects near perfection lets it down 7.5 out of 10 yeah and finally the one and only chris folds says they achieved three impossible things with this port Number one, recreate the feel of a top-end arcade machine. Number two, make it better than the 16-bit conversions. And number three, made it harder than the arcade. Yes. I want to like it, love it even, but I'm just so bad at it. I've only seen stage two once, yet can regularly get to stage three on the arcade version. Seven out of ten. That sounds very similar to what we thought about it. Um, just in case you want to pick this up, I had a look on eBay, both. Uh, there weren't. I thought there'd be oodles of these. I'll be honest with you. There weren't. And we only saw a couple uh, in the UK. And you're going to be to get the uh, the boxed version. You're going to be in. For, well, I mean, such as it is, you're going to be in between eight and thirteen buckaroos U.S. dollars. So it's not not a huge investment. No. But uh, 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 did you notice if the 48k version or the 128k version? I think this, these are both the 120. I didn't. Okay. I don't think I saw the 48. I'm not sure. I specified. I have to go back and look. But cheap. Cassettes are usually pretty cheap. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so uh, as we wind down this week's show, uh, I would like to remind everybody that if you like our Sinclair and uh, you want to help us out, uh, in addition to supporting us on Patreon, you can help spread the word on whatever social media that you have or whatever forums you visit. Bathroom um, wall. Yeah, bathroom wall. For there. a good time, listen to our Sinclair. <laughs> um you can send us any feedback you have on the show at uh, feedback at OurSinclair.com. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this game and also our community question this week, which is, what is your favorite over-the-shoulder third-person driving game on the spectrum? Uh, I, I, this is one of my favorite genres, so I'd love to hear uh, yeah, we need tips. Some, yeah, some other games <laughs> to try. We need tips to try. Uh, I would uh, like to thank our uh, Spectrum supporters, our Patreon supporters, who uh, give of themselves so much every month to help us out. Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels at Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Harrington, and Christopher Hassel. Thank you so much. And if you would like Thank to support you, the show, that is uh, patreon.com slash our Sinclair. Next week, Aaron, we're taking a look at one of the classic all-time, all-time classics on the Specty. All right. Manic Miner. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I've never played Manic Miner. Really? I've never played it. We're going to have to... Uh, we're no, gonna... We played the sequel, right? You played Jet... Did you do that on ARG with Brent, Jet Set yeah, Willie? Yeah, we did that one. Okay. So I, I, I am well ready to go. All right. Well, until then, uh, keep on playing your Spectrum and rewind tape. And press play.